Yo, what's up, PLC family? This is the Week 11 Podcast. Thank you for tuning in. Just going to keep this intro really short because you know why you're here if you're here. But yeah, Week 11, we have been battling and playing for 10 weeks. We are in the last two weeks of the season. Super hype time. A lot of playoff conversations take place in the next conversation. And I feel like Jay and I, you know, we talked through all of these different, you know, transactions, games, predictions, etc. And I think it was a fun conversation. So I hope you guys enjoy. And let's go ahead and jump right in. Yo, what's up, PLC Podcast? This is the Week 11 Podcast. Thank you for tuning in. Jay, how's it going? Pretty good, bro. Pretty good, you know, and not not looking too well in the predictions department, but we'll get there. <laughs> on the bright side, your boy's stuck and wins, you know what I mean? No, exactly. No, I think that's, I mean, that's not even arguably. That is the more important part of what we do in the PLC season. It's the I kind of want these predictions more than the W's. I'm not going to lie to you, bro. You no. Know? no. I'll, I'll be honest, you know. I will happily go 0-8 this week if I can beat Zach by one. You know what I mean? I'll, I'll, I'll take that bet any day. <laughs> any day. If, if, if you're saying right now at 11.04 p.m. Monday... <laughs> April 12th, if this is a thing, then I'm down to take this bet, bro. Yo, I would be down to take the bet, too. I absolutely would. <laughs> but, um, but no, I keep calling uh, these games. I keep calling these games correctly, and I keep losing. So it's, it's an interesting conundrum to be in. Oh, man. But it's all good. So that we're actually, yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. Let's, let's actually talk about standings, because that's exactly what we, uh, we're kind of referencing. So, Jay, did you want to tackle, um, the, cool conference or the not so cool conference i'll let you decide which uh, one <laughs> i guess i'll go with the not so cool conference you know <laughs> all those guys over there I don't, they have no sense of style other <laughs> trainer cards look super horrible come match day and i mean like they let zach's corny ass take the first spot <laughs> like oh, c- come on now you know but again zach nine and one record 18 points 25 plus minus all jets aside Zach's had a really really <laughs> dominant season props to him he's always played consistently well regular season it's just another case of that even if you were to lose his last two matches he would still be the number one seed so for those of you who have access to the spreadsheet you can see that next to his name I did put a one that does solidify his number one spot also if you look at the title bracket he is in that number one spot as well so Zach, congrats. He is the number one seed. Um, and then this is where I stop being nice to you for the rest of this podcast. <laughs> Second, you have Maurice. Um, at six and four, 12 points, plus minus eight. Coming off of two really unusual losses. And what I mean unusual, in the PLC, anyone could be anyone. But just in terms of, like, if you looked at who played, it's just something that you wouldn't expect. You know what I mean? Maurice, three-time champion. Justin usually doesn't do so hot. Well, you know, we'll get to that in a bit. Mm-hmm. Third place, we got Steven, nine kids, six and four, 12 points plus minus four. Also, coming off two really, I want to say rough losses because our match was close, but this past weekend, Zach, he did struggle a bit. In the first playing spot in the Crown Conference, we got Jay Wade, also at six and four. So, Jay Wade's right up there, and he's right with Aris and Steven. If he does manage to edge out these next two games, he has a real good chance of avoiding the playing round. So again, gets plus minus is zero. So with Jay Wade, it's been on and off, but now he's starting to find a really good groove. So he's stacking the wins up. Two-win streak, good stuff. Last, 
Fifth, final plan spot, we got Mike at five and five, ten points, matching plus minus a ten. Mike's coming in off a rough couple, three weeks, man. Um, mid-season, well, post-mid-season hasn't been too kind to him in terms of just, you know, paralysis against the Reese with his Dynamax Cartana. Um, we didn't get to see the match against Ty, but, you know, it's been really rough for Mike, you know. Obviously, we all know how great Mike is as a battler, you know what I mean, as a player. So there's still the chance for him to bounce back, but it was really surprising to see him drop these last three games. Speaking of Ty, Ty's also at 5-5, five and five, so him getting a win, and if Mike keeps on dropping, he would overtake him with a 6-5 and five record if Mike were to keep on losing or if Mike loses this week. So again, 10 points, plus minus negative 3, two straight wins. Um, against two really good competitors, man. He took out Ian last two weeks ago, and then he took out Mike last week, so perhaps Ty, he kind of struggled a bit, but then again, we didn't really get to see it because Ty's early matches, a lot of it was just against people who just didn't have capture cards. We didn't really get to see much of his team, to be honest, or like his play style. But, you know, he managed to bounce back, two straight wins, coming out of midseason. Good stuff, good stuff. We got Justin occupying the seventh spot at four and six. I thought it was over for Justin this week. I'm not going to lie. The prediction last week reflected that. I thought that this was going to be the week that he got eliminated. But, again, really clutch one on his part that pretty much saved him from being eliminated. He's at four and six. If he does win out his last two games, and if Mike or Ty struggle, he could sneak into that final playing spot. So, again, plus minus negative five. Really good win up from a week, yeah, Reese last week. Then finally we got Brian. Um, Brian really needed that win from last week. Who did he play for? Enough top of my head. Did he play? Um, Brian uh, played J Wade. Brian play. Yeah, so Wade really needed that win. Um, he was kind of relying on Mike to keep Ty off of him. Mm-hmm. That didn't really happen. Again, Ty ended up coming out with the W. So from now on, everything's a must win for Wade, as I mentioned before. So, Brian's the loss really did hurt his uh, playoff chances. Again, there's still a shot. You know, he could go and, you know, win his remaining two matches. That would still put him in a decent, you know, area. But again, it's really self-reliant on the people above you to drop points. And I feel like you always want to be in control of your destiny, as they say in you know, sports, Jordan. You know what I mean? Right. You don't want to rely on the team to like lose right, or right. team to win. You always want to be in control of that. So, again, that's how the Crown Conference is so far. The only person who's in both conferences, actually, who's actually had a seat assigned to them so far is Zach. So, again, Zach, number one seed, Crown Conference. Everything else is still completely wide open. No one is eliminated yet. So it's going to be a really crazy two weeks for them. And then Jordan, you can tackle, of course, the conference with the most drip, conference <laughs> with the most handsome gentleman. I'll leave you to it. Yo, we are the spiciest of the two conferences. We are the snazziest of the... That's a weird word. Never mind. Forget it. <laughs> We're cool. That's the snazziest. How old are you again? No, I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> I was going to get into a bunch of adjectives, but snazziest, that officially killed the momentum. Um, yeah, that was it's pretty smooth, though. You know, that was a I strange word. What's that? The seventies, maybe seventy-five lingo. Like, and I'm like, I just, I just thought it was cool that like you use something from like your childhood. <laughs> you probably heard and brought it. So terrible, you know, to the podcast 2021. Uh, I just that was rough. 
praise you for keeping you know the old ways alive right right no that was that was rough so we'll just leave it at that <laughs> um all right so the armor conference we actually have an interesting thing going on over here um because all <laughs> of the top five players in the conference have the same record at six and four so the only thing that separates one through five is plus minus which is absolutely crazy um so with that being said, let's jump right in. So Jay, you actually overtake me um, as the number one seed in the conference. So congratulations. You have a record of six and four with a plus minus of 13. So uh, just clap it up real quick. That's really cool. Thank you. Thank you. For sure. For Appreciate sure. that. So yeah, so being one, I actually, you know, I think I mentioned it last week where it's like, oh, I kind of find myself in the middle of the pack. It is cool. So now you get to, you know, you overtake that spot and uh, I'm super hyped for you. So that's really sick. Um Thank you, man. Appreciate sure. that. Hopefully I keep it. But it's looking next two matches, man. Real tough matches. Oh, I mean, I think we've all got some some interesting ones lined up. So um, mm -hmm. it is what it is. Right now you find yourself in the number one spot. So congrats. So that's awesome. And then I'm actually in the number two spot. So I dropped down this week. Uh, still record of six and four uh, plus minus of 11. So just a little bit behind you. Phil actually finds himself in the number three spot right now. Record of six and four with a plus minus of eight. Ian? the first round or the first spot in the play-in game in the fourth spot right now record of six and four plus minus of five and then dan rounding out the playoff contenders in the fifth spot with a record of six and four and a plus minus of three so really again all numbers one through five records of six and four it's just absolutely crazy to see and uh, these last two weeks are going to be ridiculous. Brendan, right now, I think Brendan actually took a loss last week, which I don't think he... Or actually, no, he won last week. Um, what was I talking about? Okay, so yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> so Brendan at four and six. Um, so he's still not eliminated because he can win his next two. And as long as one of us lose our next two and his plus minus becomes greater than our plus minus, he could jump us in the standings and eliminate one of us from playoffs. But what that's going to take is he's going to have to win two games. And then, again, one through five, one of us, we're going to have to lose both of our games. And then the plus minus comes into play, so we'll see how that works out. Um, but he's still not eliminated. Record of four and six in the sixth-place spot right now. Stephen B., he's in the seventh-place spot with a record of one and nine. So still the rough season continues. And I think last week he had a situation where you know, disconnect happened for whatever reason. And, um, yeah, just unfortunate, but a record of 1-9 right now. And then Simon. So Simon is 0-10, still looking for that first win, two weeks to go. And he could definitely spoil someone's season with a win in these last two weeks. And um, I'm all for it. I'm excited to see what happens. And that is your Armor Conference standings. There we go. Pretty tight, bro. Pretty tight. You know, like, literally, really tight. It's like, <laughs> could really say you know but again this is this to me was really interesting i really liked how we because you know we tried conferences and i believe season two mm -hmm. if i'm mistaken yeah, you're right obviously we had it we had a drop so guys like scrapped the whole idea but it's really cool because now it's like again obviously our conference we did lose the head heads head matchup things happen you know i i don't want to blame you know certain people in the crown conference because it's very obvious that they definitely talked to nintendo made it so that for some reason our players just our wi-fi isn't as good enough so sometimes we just don't press moves and you know like just straight up cheating but again that's just me that's just what 
my take on the situation. But I've seen it. I've seen it too. I can said, back it up. I can that's back what it. I'm saying, bro. Like, it's a <laughs> bunch of cheaters, man. But it's really interesting that, like, in the final head-to-head, there's so much t- just to be decided on both sides. You know what I mean? So it's now it's just like you're kind of rooting for the guys in the other conference this one time because, you know, maybe they help you out. You know, it's not a stressful. So, for example, if, say, Justin beats Brendan, then we have nothing to worry about, you know, going right. forward. Right. You know, right. we could maybe take that last week if we still have some secrets that we want to hide. We could take that last week easy. I'm like, I'm like Jordan, me, you could just bring, like, any random six. We don't even, like, we could just run, like, in Smash Bros. style. Like, no protect, <laughs> no, like, no follow me, no set of moves, just straight attacks. You know what I mean? But, yeah, man, I think that's the beauty of conferences that, the head-to-head means means a lot, but then it's like when you really get down to the playoff races, you can kind of look at it like, damn, you know, I gotta rely on like those guys over there. You know what I mean? But it's cool because like it's kind of like your enemy is not your friend, I guess. Right. For that one week, this week specifically. No, I mean it is it is really exciting because if Brendan does take a loss, now Brendan, I'm not hoping you take a loss or anything like that, but if you were to take a loss, I do. <laughs> it would ease the burden that team prep would be going into these last mm-hmm. two weeks. I guess the last week specifically, but like when you look at our conference though, right? Like six and four across the board, if you're the number one seed and you play the winner of the, you know, four V five matchup, that person is still six and four right now, you know, with two weeks to go. So yep. it's not even like you're getting a relatively easier matchup as you typically would being a one seed. Um, so mm-hmm. if you were safe from playoff elimination, it's like, yeah, you really could do whatever you want. Um, but I mean, next week we'll, we'll talk about, you know, where people could realistically end up heading into the last week of the season. And we'll be able to say with some certainty how things could shape up. Um, but yeah, I mean, you get to you get to plan accordingly. You, you know, do you want to prep um, super hard, or do you want to kind of take a week to, you know, just like again, just run something super crazy because you can. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see how it shapes out. But um, I'm excited. I'm excited to see how everything looks in a, in a week. But there we go. So that's the standings. Um, and Jay, I guess the next part is the predictions. And uh, and what do you think about predictions to this point? <laughs> In this season, that's rough, bro. You know, I, I for those who don't know, me and what happens is me and Jordan on Mondays, we usually went to like 10, 10, 20 ish, 10 30 ish, and we either he writes me or I write him if we're still, you know, gonna do the podcast tonight. And Jordan always sends me the notes, and every week I just see the gap getting bigger and bigger. I'm just like, oh, like it was like, I was, it was like, I was down too, and now I'm down like eight or seven. <laughs> Let me double check. <laughs> that being said, you know, it was pretty rough this week, but I guess we could, we could start off with the matchup that probably shocked everyone the most, to be honest. Um, Justin at 3-6 and six at the time, taking on a Reese, who 6-3 at the time. Justin pulled out the win by three, man. Uh, Lucario really put in work. You know, it's, it's cool because, you know, that's Justin's favorite Pokemon. And I think Ian mentioned it on stream that the shiny Lucario that Justin used, he actually bred himself. So, you know, he did that. The hatching, did all that, you know, those specific hours. He got his shiny Lucario, his favorite Pokemon. And then to see it put in so much work and pretty much a match that was a must win because if Justin lost that, he was done for. You know what I mean? Right. So that was really dope to see. And then, you know, again, it's it's an upset, you know, because the Reese 310 champ, Justin, you know, hasn't had the greatest seasons when he's participated. But, you know, 
that's the beauty of the POC. Anyone can be anyone at any time. Right. And with this, so this week I was actually out at Walmart yesterday as the stream was going on and I had, you know, a Bluetooth in and I was actually listening to the stream and I didn't see anything, unfortunately, but I did hear every match. And at one point I hear, so Ian references the shiny Lucario and then the swords dance. So it sounds like he got a free swords dance off and that was kind of, yeah, that was kind of it from what I heard. And uh, yeah, anytime you let someone set up in your face, it's like, it's not going to be great. <laughs> but when you can pull it off, it's like, Oh yeah, we're we're doing this. So, yeah, it's exactly. a, a tough Big one. Shout out to Grimmsnarl as well. I'm sorry for making you at the end there, there, Jordan. You know, Grimmsnarl definitely also put a lot of work on Justice's team that week. Um, got clutched Thunder Waves off. I think it got kills on the Moltres and the Red Gigas after. You know, it was a bit roughed up, but you know that's why you have certain Pokemon and you know what I like to call. You know, kind of like, you know, cleaner roles, like myself, we come in, we mop it all up, you know, all the dirt, all the grime, just go on, get it out of here, you know what I mean? Sometimes you want to put some water, some bleach, you know, get those things out, and I think that's what Lucario did, was putting a lot of work, putting that water, and finally, Grifsnar was like the white, just wipe it all up, man, it was was beautiful to see, good job, Justin. Yeah, no, seriously, that was a, a big upset. And uh, not one that you or I predicted. So we actually both predicted Arise by four last week. And then Justin comes out and wins by three. So really, really good win for Justin. Um, keeps his season alive. And it's, you know, it's, we didn't see it coming at all. So props mm-hmm. to Justin. Um, next we have, where are we at? Okay, so next we have Ty versus Mike. So, Jay, you predicted Mike by three. Um, and I actually had to go back and listen to the podcast because I picked Ty by two, which was surprising to me looking back, but, um, but Ty actually won by three. So, so Jay, unfortunately you missed that call. Um, and I do get it correctly. Uh, no perfect calls, but kind of a big upset. So just as equally shocking as the first one, definitely big upset. Mm-hmm. I'm like the brothers, man, falling together for the second straight week it's not a sight that we see often um around these parts but again (laughs) plc man you know (laughs) unfortunately um we couldn't get this one recorded um i feel like it's a common thing with test matches we just don't don't see them (laughs) but again props to Ty, man again i don't think he had the greatest starts but now you kind of see him he's really finding his groove i see him in the general chat asking people to practice a lot so you know, he's really taking it serious and i think it shows man he's going out there he's, he's getting the results right for sure and uh, and mike i think mike did say <clears throat> he has a lot of stuff going on right now so it's unfortunate uh-huh. to hear um you know it could just be you know a number of things work school life in general um and sometimes you know pokemon just kind of takes a backseat for a little bit because it has to it's it's Pokemon after all, and, you know, we've all got a lot of stuff going on, so it's just unfortunate to see Mike kind of going through some stuff at the end of the season when, you know, we're, we're gearing up for playoffs, but, um, mm-hmm. no, hopefully we, he can, you know, pull these next two weeks together and then finish strong, free up some time, and, and go into playoffs with a brand new mentality and ready to roll, so. I agree, I agree. Next up for matchup number three on week 10, we had Steven on Kitsit taking on Zach. Zach actually came out. He 5 0 him, man. That was a, <laughs> pretty rough. And I think we both called Zach on that one, if I'm not mistaken. So I called Zach by three. Jordan, you called Zach by two. We were expecting a bit of a closer match. Um, 
that was the longest 5-0 I think I've ever seen. That was a 20-minute <laughs> match for a 5-0. Right. What the hell are y'all doing? But, you know, those are two individuals who take a lot of time. They, you know, like to evaluate their options, like to think. I was just like, jeez. I thought Stephen was going to start the timer at the end. I, I would have done it. I was like, yeah. <laughs> you thought. Like, instead of this 5, you don't get a 4. Right. But, again, really good win on Zach's part. That takes him to nine to one. That was the final win that he needed to clinch the first spot. Um, and on Stevens' end, uh, two straight losses uh, again. Not the end of the world. He still has a really good shot to make playoffs. Um, but you know, yes, 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 kick it into gear. But Stevens, okay, he'll be fine. I think. Don't prove me wrong, Steven. Don't prove me wrong, bro. <laughs> I think he's gonna be okay. Yeah, no, I think he will. Um, uh, as long as he, you know preps go goes into the last two weeks with a with a game plan executes and he'll be fine um but yeah i was actually listening to this one again running around walmart grabbing groceries doing the whole you know grocery shopping thing and just listening to the match and at the end i actually knew the outcome of the match because i had seen that the the you know the result was 5-0 and i'm listening to it and then they start talking about the timer counting down and i think ian said at one point that it took a whole minute because of the Dynamax. It was at two, three minutes to go. Then there was two mm-hmm. minutes to go before the turn even, you know, finished. And I was like, "Wait a minute, this is five zero, and it took twenty minutes. How is that even possible?" What? And I don't know. I hadn't actually seen the match, um, so I might actually go back and watch it just to see how this happens. But just kind of shocked to see the outcome, uh, knowing that it took that long. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and I'm like, they also switched a fair amount as right, well. Right. So I gotta give them that fair point. Now I gotta remember that I play Zach this week, and he does take a long time to pick his moves. So I gotta bring a book to read on the side or something. Mm-hmm. I'm like, might as well go go to the fridge, get some water, come back. He probably still won't pick a move, but I mean, he'll be there, I guess. Right, right. We'll see how it goes. Um, but yeah, so we actually both call that one correctly. No perfect calls, um, but we do call it correctly, so that's awesome. Um, the next match, Jay Wade versus Brian. So Jay, you picked Jay Wade by three. I picked Jay Wade by one, and Jay Wade comes out on top by one. So you get it correctly, I get it perfect, and uh, yeah, Jay Wade needed to, you know, he he's got players on his heels, so every match of his is critical, and he came out on top. So props to Jay Wade, good work. Yeah, man, good stuff, Wade. Sorry, really gotta say about that. The, it was a close one. Wish it was recorded, but. I feel like I'm saying that a lot, man. <laughs> Unfortunately, think, man. But I think Jay Wade said happens. he finally brought G-Max Lapras, too, didn't he? Yep, he said he finally brought it. <laughs> this was the week he finally brought it. Which is awesome. So, yeah, good good job on Jay Wade. Awesome. Next up, we got Dan going up against Simon. I called Dan by, I believe it was four. Jordan called Dan by five. We both expected him to blow Simon out the water. Simon, unfortunately, is still to take the loss, but he made it decent. He only lost by two. Um, I think, you know, with Simon, even though he's still winless, if you just go back and you look at the matches and the results of his match specifically, he's losing a lot by two. Um, you know what I mean? But before, it was like he was getting blown out almost every week. You know what I mean? Right. He had that rough match against Mike, and he had the rough match against me. But since then, you know... I think anything, if, as long as you don't get, I mean, if you get something below four, I think you should, you know, I think you made it close, but usually four, five, six, those, those that's like getting ass with, you know what I mean? But I think that 
you know, you you can see him improve. Um, questionable trades, but you know he's trying new things, and you know he's trying to have fun. You know he's still playing well. He has a lot of people helping him out. And you can see the improvement, which is good. Right, right. And again, and for Dan, I think um, Dan, this is uh, two straight wins after the rough, rough period he went through with the COVID. You know, and then. I believe he got, I think, was it blown out by someone? I think it was. Yeah, yeah so then I think it was he got match. forfeit against yeah. Ty. And then, yeah, the match against you where he forfeited and he got, like, the five, five, <laughs> hilarious, by the way. Um, you know, but he's bounced back and he's managed to, you know, really push himself back in the race. Because I thought Dan was done for. I'm not going to lie. Cause I'm like, you know, Dan's at 4-0. Dan always starts off 4-0, but he usually finishes, like, you know, maybe like seven and six. You know what I mean? Right. I always feel like that's the thing with Dan. So like whenever I see Dan undefeated, I sometimes take it with a grain of salt. But, you know, not not this year. I respect it, Dan. I respect it. No, it was a good win for Dan because, again, he had those two rough weeks. Um, and then to follow him up with two wins is awesome. And um, it's probably good for his mentality, too, you know, because, again, Pokemon is a game where when you're playing and you're winning, it's fun. But as soon as you lose, it's mm-hmm. like, oh, my gosh. And then you lose again. It's like they start to stack. It's like, oh, my gosh. And then you're just kind of dreading. Hopefully it doesn't happen again. And, and it's just not fun. Uh, so when you win, it's a great feeling. When you lose, not so much. Um, so it was a good win for Dan in that respect. And, uh, and then, Simon, again, you, you made it a lot closer than we thought it was going to be. Um, you're just playing for, uh, you know, for experience and for fun right now and just trying to spoil someone because you can. You're kind of in that role now, the role of the spoiler. So... Just keep prepping. Just go into your matches and just try to execute and uh, and see if you can you know get that dub, because uh, that'd be sick. And next, so next we have Stephen B and Brendan. So Jay, you call Stephen B by two. I actually call Brendan by three, and Brendan comes out on top by four. So again, this is a match that ended in I don't know if it's controversy, but for the lack of a better word, controversy. Um, there was a disconnect. I think Brendan was up 4-2 at the time, and Stephen B's Pokemon were paralyzed or low health or something along those lines. Can't remember exactly what happened. I think Trick Room had just gone up. Um, that's kind of the story we're told. But whatever the case may be, disconnects happen, or disconnects don't typically happen. Uh, maybe not so much on the Switch as opposed to the 3DS. I don't know, whatever. Um, but yeah, disconnect happened in this match, and, uh, and Brendan gets the 4-0 after a little bit of mod deliberation. Um, and input from both players. So, um, so yeah, I get that call correctly. Jay, unfortunately, you miss it. And um, that's just how it goes sometimes. It's extremely controversial because I spent a lot of time trying to, you know, help someone be with that team. <laughs> it started Friday in the Discord. I'm like, Jordan, you're a witness. You were there in the Discord when I was spitting game. And no, then you're I went right. on Showdown. I pretty much, like, you know, I was like, bro, like, just throw this out. But he couldn't get a gen. And I was like, oh, no. So, you know, just, so I'm like, just gonna waste my time, you know. I, mean, I respect it, but that you know, is unfortunate, like, yeah. and things happen. But yeah, man, I need you to lose, Brendan. I'm like, <laughs> I, need you, I'm like I thought, I thought Wade maybe killed his spirits, but he bounced back. No yeah. offense, Brendan, but there's there's something on your team that I really want. If I'm gonna put you on this, and I don't need that pressure <laughs> from you in this playoff race. From, That's a good I mean? point. That's a really good point, actually. Next up, we have Jordan, my co-host, my compadre, against Phil. 
And then I believe I called on a coin flip, right? <laughs> so that's just me even more upset that on a coin flip, <laughs> I could have had the correct result and I could have had the perfect call. Right. But no, it was heads. I believe, yes, it was heads. And Jordan was heads. Fortunately, Jordan, you did take the 3 0 loss against Phil. Um, I did. You did call yourself by three as well. So that was a that was a good if you can youtube.com slash the homie that was a really good <laughs> i enjoyed watching that match jordan i'm sorry i know that you know that was a rough time for you but that's how you get the clicks you gotta upload i mean we had this whole conversation in my chat you gotta upload yourselves punching like a desk or something just you know one time bow, right. you know or like i don't know throwing something i don't know if you want to like throw like a basketball at the wall you know but that was a rough loss for you, bro. How are you feeling about that? Yeah, I mean, it wasn't great. Um, and looking back, there were a few things that I could have done better. So I actually don't feel as bad as, you know, you might think after taking a loss like that. Because there were a few situations where it was like, mm, I could have done this better. And then, you know, RNG didn't roll in my favor. You know, the flinch on the Arctivish, I think that would have picked up a KO. The Victini living on 2 HP, you know, and then KOing me in return. So those are two things I can think of. Yeah, just right off the top that, you know, those things change and maybe the outcome changes. Maybe not. But um, but it definitely didn't help me that those things happened. So I'm actually not too hurt about it. But, um, yeah, maybe I should just prep a little bit better next time. And, uh, and you know, maybe the outcome would be different. So props to Phil. Good win. All right. It was hurting that video, bro. I felt that pain. I was like, Damn. Yeah, it was rough. <laughs> I'm not going to lie but to again, you. It was rough. Yeah, but again, you know, still number two. Mm-hmm. Still up there for the fight for the number one seed, you know? So, if anything, it's always better to get the RNG out now before Hunt you later. That's been my motto because I've been screwed several times, but mm-hmm. that's a conversation for a different time, you know? No, I agree. I agree with you. And that's why I think Zach is going to lose in the playoffs because his RNG is crazy, is crazy right now, and the universe always corrects itself. So, Zach, I didn't do this to you. It's RNG, and uh, and you're getting some pretty crazy rolls, um, you know, lately. And, uh, and hopefully that doesn't bite me in the butt when we play on Saturday. It might, but we'll see how it goes. Mm-hmm. Wait, is it my turn to grab it? Sorry. Jordan, you come on, man. You're just like that rock slide. You're missing, right. the, missing the target, bro. Oh my goodness. I mean, come on now. Rock slide. Sorry. I hate the move and I love the move at the same time. Um, uh, you know, it happens. Yeah, right, right. Okay, so yes. Ian and Jay. So you guys actually played. This is, like, historically a good match. You know, you guys always play each other very well. You're both really competent competitors, players. And um and this was really a toss up, so Jay, you predicted yourself by two. I predicted you by four. I think I predicted you on a coin flip too. Am I right in saying that? Mm-hmm. So yeah, we yeah. both. The coin flip works for me, you know, this time, and uh, we both get the call correctly. Um, not perfect because you did win by three, so you kind of split the, the predictions. But um, but yeah, good win by you. So what do you have to say? Thank you. Um, I could have protected with Venusaur probably at the end, but I was like. <laughs> perfect call i don't care about the standing <laughs> at this point i just don't want to give him another perfect call because then the gap is too big i may not recover so like, you know what f it sorry Venusaur. no i'm joking that's, that's not what happened where is it it's, 
<laughs> right. But yeah, it was a cool match. You know, um, Ian mentioned it on stream, but you know, we're we're in the Discord. You know, oh, yeah, we were right. trash talking. Yeah, I'm like, we were not like, like it was actually a really civil conversation. We were just like, you know, when we saw the team previews, we were like, oh, oh, like, oh things like that. Right. But you know, I I knew what my biggest menace was, and it was really satisfying. And Ian, I'm sorry, you know, I love you, but I have to trash talk you a bit right now. Now that I secured the W, it was good seeing. Mammoth one whooping his ass after the Z-Grass live parts. So that was kind of some redemption on its part, especially since it dropped what was supposed to happen. If, if those of you who are listening, Jordan, I don't know what season that was. Ian, if you remember, please comment on Facebook. But I don't know if it was season four or season, or season three, where I, I go for the ice school crash on the Zapdos. And I think I missed or something, or Ooh. I think he killed me before I, I got it off. But I'm like... Uh, yeah, he killed me with the with the live part before I got it off. But that that literally um, that's why I really want to mouse one. It's like, bro, that's like that's history, you know. Mammoth Wine Zapdos, the faded kill that was supposed to happen, <laughs> happened this match. So it was good, you know, to see that happen. But big shout out to Crowbat. Um, big shout out to Zach who gave me the idea for the super fan because that that shit, oof, that was. Super clutch, and I think one of the reasons that um, Zach pitched it and why I said yes to it was because Ian does like his berries, his HP berries. Right. So if you just super fang it just right, so it's half health, the berries won't activate. If you watch the match, there was a point where I did it on his Clefable. Perfect 50% sludge bomb for the kill. And I was like, you know, that's, that's all she wrote. It was a fun time. Yeah, it was a good match. Ian's a homie. I think he'll be just fine. Um, I know it won't be like that the next time if we do face off. I definitely expect him to be ready for the super fang shenanigans. But stacking dubs out here, bro. I'm starting to feel myself, you know. Struggled early on, not a lot. I'm starting to feel myself a little bit. No, I mean, that's a, that's a really good win, though, honestly. And, again, I'm listening to the matches and I'm not seeing them, but I do remember Phil actually mentioning that your Crobat stayed on the field for just entirely too long, and it was super thinging It was literally everything. there since the first turn, just oh, fighting. Was... Yeah, but, that's, like, that's can, nuts. You know, sometimes that's Pokemon, man, where it's just like tunnel vision. We've all done it. Sometimes we oh, left sure. on the field that we should have taken out immediately, mm-hmm. but I wasn't complaining. Because after a certain point, I was like, I'm surprised. I'm surprised he hasn't, like, you know, threw a steam eruption towards me at something. I was, I was like, I ain't complaining. I'll just keep, you know, super fang, super fang, super fang. Not even hesitating, just super fang, super fang, super fang, you know, the entire time. No, I mean, it sounds like a good strategy. It sounds like it worked out really well, especially with Ian's team being super tanky, too. So anytime you can do mm-hmm. 50% when you otherwise probably wouldn't, that's pretty sick, so... No, good, uh, good outcome for you. So really awesome. And then again, you're thank you jumped into the number one spot with the win. So awesome, congrats. Yeah, man, appreciate it. You know, damn, what's what's the thing that they say in pro wrestling, Jordan? What well, damn, what's the thing they say? It's um, always like it's easy to make it to the top. The hard part is staying at the top. I don't know if that's a that's a, a wrestling thing. I thought like Ric Flair said that. I've heard that a few several times. If you know the exact person 
who made that quote, let me know. <laughs> no, I, I don't, but it does make sense, though, you know? Mm-hmm. It absolutely does. So you are there right now. We have two weeks to go, and we'll see if you can maintain that position. So, Jay, this past week, um, your calls, you went four and four in the predictions. You called four <sighs> correctly, called four incorrectly, and I went six and two. So I called six correctly, missed two. Um, bringing your year to date to 52 correct calls and mm-hmm. 17 incorrect. Actually, hold on. I think it's supposed to say 27. Oh, yeah, tw- I'm sorry, Jay. So I sent you the notes at 52 and 17, but it actually should say 52 and 27. I'm sorry. <laughs> that, that, that was a mistake on my part. Um, so, yeah, 52 correct calls on the year, 27 year to date incorrect. Um, in mine, 58 correct and 21 incorrect. So... It's really, we're both calling them at a much, calling them correctly at a much greater, you know, rate than we're calling them incorrectly, which is awesome. Um, but I have jumped out to a little bit of a lead. I'm not gonna, not gonna sit here and sugarcoat it. <laughs> yeah, you know, um, Arise has been, you know, looking a lot like Tony Romo out here. It's been really upsetting. <laughs> um, I don't know exactly why he hates me. Um, Arise, I, I, I know you're a listener. Um, please stop with, you know, this, um, um, Tony Romo act. Please go back to Peyton Manning. I know you're a Colts fan. Please go back to Peyton Manning ways. Um, Looking real Tony Romo right now, bro. You know? It's so you funny. Me, you know, I don't even know if I want to, want to pick you this week because you, you got me a little shook. Oh, no. Yo, Tony Romo is, uh, when he was good, he was good. But then when he needed to be good, sometimes he wasn't. And sometimes he was bad. No, no, no. Hold on. <laughs> oh, wait. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Tony Romo was never good. Tony Romo was good. Says. <laughs> no, what? Jordan, are you serious right Tony now? Tony Romo hold was on. good. What? All right, all right. Hold on, Jay. Hold on. I actually, I have a soft Seriously? spot in my heart. I have a soft spot in my heart, uh, heart for Tony Romo. There was one game. I, I don't remember. Why? I don't remember when it was. I don't remember what year. I think it was a Monday night football game, though. It was a you know, the highlight game of the week, and we're watching it, and. His offense has literally no idea what's going on. He's literally coming out of the huddle, grabbing his running back and saying, no, you're on the left side, and pushing him over to the left side, where his offense just was not, I don't know what it was, they were just not, like, gelling or something. And he was the only one keeping them together. And uh, and for that reason, I have a soft spot in my heart for Tony Romo. <laughs> now, listen, you want to think about when it, every time I hear... When I hear Tony Romo's name, right, first of all, R.I.P. to Mac Miller. The reason why I'm saying R.I.P. to Mac Miller is because there is a song, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, let me see. I'm looking I'm at the lyrics right now. And I think this lyric, and I know it, but I, I want to get it exactly right. Mm-hmm. Give me a sec. Let me see if I can find it. Oh, I can't find that. No. I can't find it. This is, this is very... This is very important. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. Go ahead. Go ahead and find it real quick. I'm gonna just cover the perfect calls real fast, and uh, and it'll give you like the minute to to find it. So, because I want to hear it too. Clutch. Um, but all right. So the year today again, Jay is 52 and 27 right now. I'm 58 and 21 right now. Um, and Jay didn't have any perfect calls this week, so zero for the week for him. I only had one. Um, that was the Jay Wade by one over Brian. Um, bringing our year-to-date numbers, uh, Jay has 15 perfect calls on the week, and I have 17 perfect calls on the week. So I've kind of taken a little bit of a jump, a little bit of a, a you know lead over Jay in both the correct calls, 
um, and then perfect calls. So I'm kind of excited to see that number um, as big as it is, and hopefully I can grow it a little bit with my calls for these next two weeks, week 11 this week and week 12, which will end season six, uh, the season six regular season anyways, uh, next week. So hopefully I can mm-hmm. do pretty well. Um, I right. hope that you pull a Tony Romo and choke it when now I found the line. actually really funny <laughs> that is just, like that's the epitome of tony romo <laughs> so i'm saying so reese like you gotta you gotta take off that you know cowboy jersey don't look good on you bro <laughs> that's hilarious though put on that peyton jersey you know finish the mm-hmm. season strong uh best quarterback yeah, bro, ever. That 18. right right arguably the best of all time the greatest qb of all um but yeah hopefully reese can you know pull it together too he's been busy with work and and a lot of stuff i'm sure so you know hopefully uh hopefully everyone just preps and takes these last two weeks as serious as they are um and uh and yeah hopefully it's a a fun couple weeks for us so jay anything else standings wise or anything else excuse me um week 10 wise yeah man i think i said it last week about week nine was uh i said week nine was like the week that probably shook up the standings I didn't think we was going to get a week like that again, but here we are. The very next Monday, man. A lot of upsets that we didn't see coming. A lot of matches that, again, I think most people would have picked you against Phil. A lot of people would have picked the Reese against Justin. A lot of people picked Mike against I. And those, again, two two champs and a finalist did lose. Mm-hmm. And, that, again, that's just like the beauty of it all. You know, I said it earlier, and I'll say it again, just... It's really refreshing to see this because, like, yeah, although Zach does have number one seed, nothing is else is decided. You know what I mean? Right. And that's like how it is. Like, like you know, me and you, we we follow sports, so like we know when like a when like a title race is real close. You know, or like Wade because I know Wade since the soccer because no like soccer there's no playoffs. It's just like whoever's at the top of the table they win the trophy. Right. And, you know, sometimes it's close, and, it's, and you know, it's kind of like that feeling. Of course, granted, whoever is in first doesn't win the trophy that's the playoffs but there's still that that like oh my god who's gonna make it because again it's also just like you want to know who's in but then it's also just the the fact that you know that those who don't make it that their teams are going to the wire so there's also a bit of anticipation because you want to make that last tune-up before you know ross is locked in mm-hmm. so it's a lot of stuff still to play for man again brendan's still hot on our tails we got ty Brian and Justin, you know, all of a sudden we thought they were dead. Now they're they're back. You know what I mean? Right. Like week nine really like tightened up the races in both conferences. And then week 10 just kind of further like 
All right, the races were tight. Let's go ahead and tie the shoelaces a little tighter and pull because like everyone in our conference has the same record. The, you know, the Crown Conference is pretty much like in the same position. They have three people fighting for one playoff spot in the bottom, you know, piece of the of the table. And I mean, it's just it really is week 10 was really fun. So, all the outcomes that, you know, came out or or happened just again tighten everything up a little bit more than they already were so super hyped to see uh week nine and week 10 do what they did for for the standings mm-hmm. I agree. but yeah um fun stuff so that's week 10 wrapped up and next we're going to talk about transfer weekend 10.5 which is the transfer weekend between weeks 10 and week 11 and just happened this past weekend mm-hmm. so I guess let's jump in. I'll actually start us off, um, and I'll start us off because I made the first, well, I didn't make the first transaction, but I'm first listed, whatever. So I dropped Slurpuff for a Pokemon that was not on the wire, but became available midway through the weekend in Thwacky. So Slurpuff was a Pokemon that I wanted to belly drum. You know, I wanted to to bust off that strategy at least once or twice, and it's, you know, viable because I have a really good follow me user. I can't get faked out uh, for a number of reasons. It's it could work, but um, but I didn't have a grass type, and I wanted a grass type, and Thwacky became available, and I didn't hesitate. Picked up Thwacky without thinking twice. I like it. I like it. You know, it's a nice little, you know, let him go for a bit. He had his fun, now he's back home. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's how I feel. <laughs> Welcome back, buddy. Grass type. Yeah, I don't think he was used, though, but yeah, he's back home. For sure. And I will say this, too. So this is, I, I didn't want to say this, but I will say it just because I don't know if people are thinking it, but I'll go ahead and put it out there. So Ian has a Pokemon that is weak to electric and grass. Actually, is it weak to grass in Volcanion? I think it's just weak to mm-hmm. electric, right? Um, it's weak to ground. It's weak to electric. I okay. think it's weak to Well, so my main concern with that, though, is it's weak to electric, but I think he has a lightning rod user, and if I didn't get something that could, I was actually operating under the impression that it was weak to grass for some reason, but then he also has Rotom Wash, so he did make that transaction earlier in the weekend, Um, and he's in our conference, you know, that's a, a player I could very possibly, like, very I don't know, whatever. I could realistically see myself playing him in the playoffs, and I need to have an answer for these Pokemon. And if I don't have a grass type, then I'm not going to be able to touch Rotom Wash. And I, again, thinking Volcanion was weak to grass, made the transaction without really thinking much about it. But um, but again, I don't have an answer for Rotom Wash. Sure, come on. <laughs> right, right. And I'm just being completely, you know, putting it out there. It is what it is. Because um, there's actually a move... There's two moves that I wanted to make outside of the transaction that I made, and Slurpuff was involved in both of them. I was either going to drop it for a Pokemon, or I was going to trade it if someone was interested. And, um, you know, Thwacky became available, and I was just like, you know what? That's mine. Give it. Come on. Let's go. So, yeah, mm-hmm. that's that's my pick. Fun stuff. I respect it. And fun fact, if you type in Volcanion Weakness on Google, it says Ground, Electric, and for some reason, um, there's a picture... Of Onyx, and it says Onyx right next to Ground. So she kind of funny. <laughs> I think so I've I'm, seen that. Assuming they meant Rock, but right, right. it says Onyx. <laughs> That's pretty funny though. Like somebody get me an Onyx, please. Somebody get me an Onyx exactly. for players. 
That's I'm hilarious. like, we got Steelix. It ain't Onyx, but we got Steelix. So <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I'm going to pick that up. You know, like, maybe that <laughs> helps, bro. Next up, we got a Reese, Strive, and Cross. Last, picking up Marowak and Lolan. Love the move. You guys know how much I love Lolan Marowak. Um, Brandon with the Marowak slander these past two weeks. I'm like, get that thing off his team. He doesn't deserve it, to be completely honest. But I respect it. You know, sometimes with some Pokemon, you just can't make them work. You know? All of us, that's happens to all of us at some point. So, again, we're going to get into his uh, transaction in a bit. But for Reese, for me, I liked the move, but then I was looking at Reese's team, and I was like, Reese, you got no trick room center, bro. <laughs> I'm like, but I trust him still. You know, Reese, to be honest, my trust is starting to wear a little thin. You know, I didn't want to have to call you. Tony Romo earlier, but that's Rome. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, but again, yeah, Reese has a plan. Hope. <laughs> well, Reese, stop playing. Stop playing. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, the the move was weird. Okay. Well, I guess we're not there yet. So, um, I guess for Reese's. Okay. I'm just gonna. We'll talk about it when we talk about it. But um. But yeah. I mean, I think Frostlass was his. He was using that to set off. Crocodile, wasn't he? So you kind of lose that that mm-hmm. option. Um, but maybe he did just feel like you know what he needed a trick room answer because his team was relatively quick outside of it. Because I think he picked up Delmize, you know, kind of to sure up that trick. I don't know. We'll see how it goes. Reese usually has a plan, so Reese clue us in because there may be something that we're not seeing, or you know mm-hmm. what, don't don't clue us in, and that's probably better exactly. for you. So <laughs> just keep ahead, bro. Exactly. Um. All right. So Zach. Stop playing with me. <laughs> We'll see how it we'll see how it turns out. But a Mar- uh, Alolan Marowak is a really good p- Pokemon, though, so really good pickup. Um, Zach with the shenanigans, bro. Zach dropping like last the minute. <laughs> yes, man. Another another word that was probably from I don't even know when that was around. Shenanigans. Um, but yeah, dropping the Urshifu, which is kind of surprising to be honest. Um, but he drops it like last minute so that no one else can grab it. I'm sure picking up Naganado. Fast special attacker, um, much faster than Urshifu, so maybe that's what he was going for. I don't know. I think it's, you know, maybe actually he picked it up because I have hat, so maybe that's a thing. I don't know. I could predict, I could see that being, you know, possible, but um, I don't know. I, I think the move is all right. I actually personally like Urshifu a little bit better than Naganado, but um, but again, with Ur- these Ultra Beasts, if you get them going, they can uh, do some big damage, so maybe that's his plan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, personally, I think Zach put it, uh, his comment to me was that he, said, he apologized because, again, he kind of had, like, a Panda Bros thing going. But then our, I thought about it, and I was like, anything good that I have going with Zach usually ends up with, like, him somewhat either turning on me or just straight up just, you know, I don't know, just, like, letting me down. And, again, another case of Zach letting me down. <laughs> Much to no one's surprise, but... <laughs> In all seriousness, so um, I I knew that he was looking at it for I think it was a couple weeks now, maybe. But I didn't think he was going to urge you for it. To me, that was probably the biggest surprise. I did think he was going to pick it up at some point because he seemed really on it, and he was explaining to me just a couple things he could do. Uh, it's pretty nasty, man. So if he gets it, you know, the thing with glass cannons is that you have to get them going, and I know that you know. If, for me personally, I always prefer bulk. I always prefer bulk, and I like it when I can take a hit and then, you know, hit right back. 
But it's like, I always thought glass cannons were like pretty cool. They serve their purpose and that's pretty much it, you know? And they sometimes with super fast Pokemon, they have something like taunt or, you know, things like that, that can really catch someone slipping. Mm -hmm. But again, I think for him, it's a good move. Uh, I think Zach was really worried that he had a lot of physical attackers. Um, I think with, with Nag, as I'll call it, because I always <laughs> butcher the name for the investigation. With Nag, it's like, again, Max Ooze, like Max Knuckle, they both don't do as much as like the regular Max moves. They both do at Max 95, only because you had a 120 base power move that increases your attack. That's kind of like relaxed game freak, so I'm glad that they did that. But, you know, that could, for a lot of things on his team, that could be pretty clutch. And again, with those fast glass cannons, it's hard because you have to do it quick or else you're going to make your life miserable. You know what I mean? So, I like the move, um, in all seriousness. But, again, I think Zach is solo, man. He's just stuck with the bear. <laughs> That's just right. The panda bro connection is gone. Yeah, you know, but again, expect it. I'm like, did I lose Jordan again? <laughs> I was thinking Jordan the same thing. Jordan missed his cue. No, like no, that was, that was you. Is this the cue. second time? Just the second rock slide? No, that was you. Wait, oh. See? Sorry. See? Wait, what? See? No, no, hold on, hold on. No, no that was. Cause, cause, wait, 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 wait. No, because you want to get the. Oh, okay. You got it. See? Like, so I guess, the, oh my I guess I missed, like, you know. <laughs> I mean, you're being against Dan. Sorry. Bro, sorry, I was being bro. patient, was... and then you tried to call me out? <laughs> Bro. <laughs> that's hilarious sorry, though no i was sitting there sorry. i was i was being quiet and i was like did i, I was like, yeah yeah we were thinking the same exact thing that's hilarious i do want to i do want to jump on the next one though honestly because i've got some thoughts really okay oh that's interesting that's spicy so um take two um we got <laughs> dropping marawakalola picking up slow king jodo i ain't the biggest fan um be completely honest. I will admit, I don't know much about Slow King Jodo. I know that Slow Bro Kanto is a physical defensive. You know, it's it, it's a tank in HP and physical defense. And I think with Slow Bro, I'd have to double check. Let me pull it up on server right now. I believe um, the defense, especially defense stats, are swapped. So Slow Slow King Jodo has higher special defense, while Slow World Cancer has higher physical defense. But I'm like, I don't know, man. There's something about Slow King. I've never really, yeah, I've never seen it, but it's like, let me, let me hold on, let me look at these stats, and let me uh, finish my, uh, you know, kind of assessment. Well, I'm going to go ahead and jump in really fast, because... Yeah, I'm, you can jump, yeah. I don't know. Well, I'm looking at like, stats, like, too. Yeah, mm -hmm. like, the stats actually don't look that bad. So when you look at it on paper, it's like, okay, HP's good. You know, it's defense could be better, but it's HP's reasonable. And then its special defense is high. Its special attack is manageable as well. So it looks like, okay, decent on paper. Regenerator, pretty sick. But my thing was, like, when you look at Brendan's team, he didn't need another water type. You know what I mean? And mm -hmm. he didn't need another psychic type. But... Mm -hmm. What he could use is a relatively slow, you know, 
fire type. So I think you still have the fire typing in Incineroar, and then you can probably tech some coverage onto Nidoqueen, or I'm sure Stoutland probably gets Fire Fang, or Noivern gets Flamethrower, or something like that. So, I mean, you still do have fire coverage. Um, but I don't know. I, I just think that what is Slowking going to bring to your team that you don't have? It's going to bring confusion? Well, you have Reuniclus. It's going to bring, you know, not Water Gun, but Hydro Pump or, or Scald or something like that. Well, you have Araquanid, which uh, it's physical, but it's going to do, you know, it's going to put out big water-type damage. So I just feel like he already had that Pokemon in a few different Pokemon, and what you don't have is a super hard-hitting Ghost-type and Fire-type, because Incineroar is typically not necessarily used for its offense. It has the offensive capabilities. Um, Dusclops is not really offensive at all. Um, so you kind of give that up for something that you already had in two Pokemon. So I don't know. I'm just not the biggest fan of the transaction. Um, so yeah, that's that's how I feel. Yeah, I mean, I was because I I don't because I was I'm like, bro, what? Why is it that like? I was looking. I'm like, oh, because I was looking at Slowbro. Because I actually literally pulled it up. I was looking at Slowking. I was like, what the hell is it that makes Slowbro so much better than Slowking? And I think it's the fact that Slowbro has like physical bulk. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I say that, and it just again, uh, I'm not the smartest one Pokemon. I'll be honest, but I think I make some good points every now and then. Mm-hmm. When you have things like, so I think of grass and I think of certain moves, right? I think of grass, I think energy ball, and I think like solar beam, and those are more on the special side, right? Mm-hmm. But then you look at the psychic type, look at the weakness, you've got the ghost, right? Ghost, I think shadow ball, you know? Right. With dark types, and I feel like dark moves are super common with things like knockoff, and it's like snarls, such a big thing, and just things like that, right? What I'm trying to say is, I think people value the physical bulk on Slowbro more, and I just feel like Slowking doesn't have the offensive stats. So it's like, yeah, it can take some hits, but it's like, it's not going to hit hard, mm-hmm. you know, right back. You know what I mean? Right. And it's like, if you look at certain things, like there's a Pokemon in our meta that in terms of physical attacking power, we got some hitters. You know, I'm not saying we don't have as many hitters in the special tech department, but it's like you have us things like Assault Vest to, you know, help out with that kind of lacking special defense on certain Pokemon, right? right? With, 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 with physical bulk, it's kind of hard because you don't have an item like that. So I think... I don't know, man, because it's got the same abilities, but if this thing gets knocked off, it's going to hurt. You know what I mean? Like, it's going to hurt hard. It has decent HP, and right. maybe he has a plan for it, because Brendan could, like, think himself into a whole bunch of, like, different things. But he preps really well, so maybe he has a plan. Personally, I don't... I'm kind of on the same boat with you. I don't think he really needed it, but, like... I don't know, bro. Not not the biggest fan either. Yeah. But that's just for me. That's because I just think Alolan Marowak is just a better Pokemon overall. Um, I think having two big immunities in fighting electric, if you do decide to run Lightning Rod, is huge. True. And I think once you get Trick Room up, I think that's where it really shines. And it's like it hits really hard. And I was really surprised to see him like. I don't think he really gave it a fair shot, to be completely honest. Um, yeah, man, just 
yeah, we just didn't make it work, but that happens to all of us, you know? Right. No, I mean, it's a, again, I'm not the biggest fan. Just a, a strange pick, and I don't know why he wasn't high on it, because it really is a good Pokemon, but I don't know. I guess we'll have to see how that plays out for him, so. Pretty much, pretty much. I got this one because <laughs> I have to make up for not being on time, <laughs> so I'm going to make it up right now. So, yeah, my move, I draw a card on, I pick up Gardevoir. Um, in my opinion, I do think, and I don't know if this is a hot take or not, I do think Fairy is probably the best typing in the game. Um, that's just me. I feel like Dark types and Fighting types are just, if I had to rank the typing, I think Dark and Fighting would be up there. Mm-hmm. I think having a check to that and also being immune to Dragon. And then having moves like Dazzling Gleam and, like, that hit super hard. It was just super clutch. And for me, uh, Crawdon was a bluff, to be <laughs> honest. Um, but there were times I was talking to my assistant general manager. So I was like, bro, like, should I bring it this week? And my assistant GMs were like, eh, maybe. If you want to go trick room, and I was like, eh, I don't want to go trick room because I want to see Mammoth Wine shine. So, but. Again, I still really like Crawdon. Maybe if there's a spot, I'll take it to playoffs. Well, I don't think so. And with Gardevoir, I got that fairy typing I like. Uh-huh. Uh, get that. I don't I have to double check if Psychic resists Poison. But, uh, you know. But again, Poison types aren't going to take, you know, Psychic from this thing lightly. You know what I mean? Right. And it's it's not the fastest, but it's also not the slowest. And it does have access to Trick Room if I was like, bring a slower version. And, yeah, man, it was like it's access to two, re- three really annoying, but if I'm being completely honest, I'm like, Trace can be super clutch in the right situations. Um, synchronize, if you want to, like, switch in on a status, that's kind of clutch. I don't think I'm going to be doing that, but, you know, it gets worth the <laughs> show. And then with Telepathy, I could, like, Earthquake as much as I want, you know what I mean? Right. Sludge Wave, if I choose... You know, so it's just nice to have those options. And again, I really needed a fairy. Um, Aromatisse was my fairy for a while, but I did feel like I needed a bit more power in that role. Uh, last year, I think it was Sylveon that gave me that, but needed something to kind of like back me up against these dragons, you know, things like that. No, I mean, that makes sense. And yeah, I could see Gardevoir being like, you can run it super offensive if you want to. Or you can run a defensive, set up trick room, and and do like like little sneaky things like that. So you kind of have the the option. What do you want to do? What is the opponent's thinking? Like what? Okay, what am I going to see out of Guard of War? Do I think I see it? Is it going to be defensive if I do? Is it going to be offensive? And um, it gives you that you know flexibility. So that's sick. Um, and then Crawdon. So I don't think your team really supports Crawdon like that. So it's funny to hear you say it all comes out on the podcast that um yeah, man. <laughs> it was a bluff. It's hilarious to hear it, but um. But yeah, I mean, it I think... was a thought. <laughs> like, it was a bluff, but I was like, yo, I kind of really like. Because I even told my assistant GMs, I was like, bro, like, I can't be capping on the podcast, bro. I like, you know, can't be doing that. But, uh, you know, I kind of fell in love with the six that I was, you know, pitched to bring. Um, there was a lot of suggestions. At some point, Zach is my witness. I was, he was just like, bro, just pick names out of a hat and just bring whatever comes with the hat. That's that that did that didn't happen because the two Pokemon that I picked, they their synergy was completely ass. I'm like, oh no, <laughs> not never bringing the both of you together ever. But um, 
Yeah, it worked out. I'm happy to have God of War on the team. No, that is dope. So it's a good Pokemon. I, I'm a fan of the move. Um, all right, so Justin drops. Justin doesn't really make a lot of transactions, does he? Is this the first one that he's nope. made? It might be. Um, okay, so Justin drops Stone Journer for Articuno, the Galarian version. Wait a minute. Oh, yeah, okay. Sorry, I was looking at last week. I was like, I thought that got picked up, but that was the Kanto version. So, um, yeah, Stone Journer is a Pokemon that... You don't really see too much in a competitive sense. Um, I think Wolf actually brought it to Players Cup 3 just because of mm-hmm. tw- he ran like a Twitter poll and that's what won, <laughs> and so he brought it, and I think he actually qualified, so that's pretty sick. But other than that, you don't see it um, very often. I think the ability is pretty interesting, though. Power Spot, where it like gives a boost to your... It's like a, a helping hand that's just the ability, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of cool. It's kind of interesting to see that tech on the, uh, on the waiver, uh, you know, waiver wire, but... Articuno Galar, I think it has Trick Room. I think it has Tailwind, so you can run it with both of those options. It's got Freezing Glare, so you can go for some freezes. Um, and it looks like it's from the future, so it's cool. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> overall, I guess it's a pretty cool Pokemon. I, I haven't really seen it, it used much in competitive either. Um, but, I mean, I, I think I'm okay with it. Those are two Pokemon I'm just not super familiar with to uh, to know which one's better or which one I prefer or... Uh, you know, anything like that, but I'm okay with the move. Me too, and, like, the problem with, like, Articuno Galar is that the typing is just, like, terrible. Mm-hmm. Being, uh, completely honest, is it, I believe, I'll still check, is it psychic and, like, it's like, it's psychic and flying, right? The thing is that flying, you think of the weakness, you think of electric, you think of ice, mm-hmm. right? No, it's like you think ghost, dark, bug, you see, so, that's not the greatest typing, bro. Like, flying is not, it's not a fun time. There's a lot of things that can hit this thing super hard. And I was feel like, in the abilities department, I also think it got, um, got a little bit shafted. Oh, yeah. To honest. For sure. Even though, competitive could be clutch in, a, in, you know, a Dynamax format. But, you know, um, I think, I think people are aware of that, you know, um, yeah, I don't think Stone Turner was doing anything for him. I think it was a bit slow to like really shine. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Articuno, man, this a it could put him work for him. You know, as Jordan said, it looks super cool. It's probably like the, like the glasses are fire. <laughs> it looks like a Terminator or something. <laughs> yeah, like it's crazy high special attack, one twenty five. Something to scoff about. Nah, ninety five speed, not the fastest, not the slowest. Yeah, the. F- the physical defense is a bit worrying because, again, you think of knockoff, you think of sucker punch, you think of things like that, right? And then, um, yeah, besides that, I think it's, it's okay. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen it used at all. I've seen every bird pretty much used. Uh, I've used Aptos because it's on my team. I've seen Moshes used by Wade and Norris. Never seen Articuno being used, so I'm hoping that we see Justin. Unfortunately, actually, because Justin doesn't have a capture card, so we're barely going to see this thing in action if Justin doesn't make playoffs. But I'm hoping, you know, he shows us some, some cheese also, because the what's, what's the signature move is like Frosty Stairs. Uh, freezing Glare, yeah. Yeah, it's like Freezing Glare. Like, that also looks super cool, man. It's like, it reminds me of like a of uh cyclops from you know x-men right right no it is sick and it'd be cool to see a new pokemon you know 
a new legendary mm -hmm. be used. So that's awesome. Hopefully we can see some replays with it. I agree. Now, Jordan, let me ask you this mm -hmm. as we go into our next move. Which take do you want to hear? Do you want to hear the petty take or do you want to hear, like, the actual realistic take? It's, it's up to you. Um, we I'll, wanna, I'll let you decide. We want to hear the petty take. <laughs> I think okay. I speak for everybody. Okay, we want to hear the pettiness. All right. All right. All right. I'll... I'll do both, so I guess I'll start with, like, the realistic <laughs> take. We got Ian dropping Thwacky, which Jordan picked up earlier. He picked up, um, picked up Surfetch, so just had to take a deep breath for that. Picked up your boy. Me off just saying that, <laughs> um, completely honest. For Ian, good move. He gets that physical attacker he's been wanting, because that's one thing team was lacking, that he was lacking a physical attacker. I think, like, is it only, like, Scizor? Like before Surfetch, that kind of I mean, yeah, the wacky. I'm like, that's just kind of whack. No, <laughs> but, but like, besides like the wacky and like Scizor, it was just those two, you know. And sometimes, and I think we kind of mentioned this with the with um with the uh slow bro, I mean, slow king was that's like sometimes you need that physical threat because assault vest is a thing. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of Pokemon that are special walls. And I remember, uh, as Zach said on the stream, when me and Trace tied, he was like, bro, just bring 252 HP, 252 special defense on everything. You could tank a couple hits. And it was true, you could tank a couple hits. And I think Ian also had a power on at the time as well. So those were his, you know, physical presence. So, again, you guys know how much I love Surfetch. I think um, its bulk is really underrated. I think if you slap a choice scarf on it, it could hit super hard um move full wise it does a lot of things that you wouldn't expect it to get that it does get which is super clutch things like poison jab for the fairies leaf blade for the water types just things like that that's first impression is also very clutch brave bird is also a thing to get max airstream off so for ian that's definitely a clutch pickup now the petty side of me was just like because uh, ian obviously made this pickup because the one and I'm going to air his shit out, to be honest. <laughs> he keeps asking me to trade back um, Zapdos Kalar, and I keep giving him the giant middle finger, because I'm just like, bro, no. Like, <laughs> no, I'm not, you know? Like the um, um, Captain America meme, um, I don't think I will. Right, right. Um, you know, and he keeps referring to it as his bird, so I'm like, bro, you, that's not your bird anymore. You barely even brought it, you know what I mean? So I've, I've brought it, and I've done things with it no offense right, offense right. intended actually <laughs> no, no, no no offense intended and now like he's trying to get back at me That's using so this like masquerade that oh i need a physical attacker bro because all i have is special attacker That's funny. i don't really need a physical attacker <laughs> i was like look at your not here i was like bro i should pick up socks should pick up by sharp should pick up um so uh, many options. Galark, Raja, right, right. was on there. Obstagoon is still there. I'm like, but you just... Halucha is still on the wire, by the way, which I'm surprised no one has picked up. Yasuke on, on the boy. If I already have so much flying and fighting, I would pick it up. But, yeah, I was just like, bro, for, first of all, the thing with Surfetch is that it's not... It's too good for him, being fully honest. It's kind of <laughs> like when you get a Pokemon that you don't have the badges for it um it's not gonna serve you well so i think surfetch is way to, it's a little bit a step above ian's you know 
usual slackers that he has on his team, Dang. his usual scrubs that, you know, he has by this point in the season after he destroys his team. Dang. I'm hoping that, you know, he actually tries to make Surfesh work and doesn't make it, you know, serve, you know, the, the role that, like, you know, things like Scizor have faced before, you know, like, because with, with Scizor got clapped, week so the fact that he has got audacity to pick up my bird after getting clapped by me i think that's just a lot about him if i'm being completely honest that's so funny um, it's all coming out yeah yeah you know you know you want to be petty we can be petty bro you know that's what I mean? funny because you know I was, I was respectful during the match you know there was a point where it's like, like where you know i knew i had it in the bag but i was like nah bro you know it's, it's still winnable. You know, you could keep fighting, bro. Even though in my head, I was like, I got your ass planned exactly where I want you. I don't even care if you take out the crowbacks. I still got to lick you in the back. I'm just going to electro ball you to death, and that's it. Smoked you as I knew I was going to do. But you know what? I was like, bro, you still got a chance. But in my head, I was like, this shit is easy. I was chilling in bed, leaning back, and I was like, okay, super fine, super fine, super fine. If he... <sighs> Man, if he, yo, if he does my bird grimy and he does like some stupid thing like he did this past week, I'm taking, I'm, I'm burning like this entire POC to the ground, I'm burning the whole thing to the ground. That's, it's that's super funny though. That. It's super funny that he Ran. did. Yeah, he posted the over. the eyebrows surfetched in the like in the post, and now it all comes to light. That's why it's hilarious. Yeah, I'm like, bro, like you don't know anything about that. I'm like. You don't, you don't know anything about that that gift. You don't know anything about the leak. Like, what do you? Well, you don't get your ass out of here. I'm like, funny. you adopted this. I was born in this. I took, I took that Pokemon to number one seed. Did I win? No. I needed the juice, so I want to hear it. That's Ian. too funny, though. The Cause, disrespect. Cause watching, he's, no, no, because he's probably gonna tag. Let's tag. It's like, well, good. Well, you know, I'm like, you know, managed to take Reese to three, three games in both our finals. Like, shut your, shut your ass up! What the hell? You didn't even win. That's All right, Ian, I'm done being petty. You, you asked for that. I told you I was gonna get obnoxious, and you called my bluff. So I had to get obnoxious with you, bro. I'm sorry. And just know, I own the head-to-head record in season, so you can't even tell me anything. In return, that's all, that's all I'm gonna say. Cause wow. I whoop your ass almost every year, so I don't want to hear it. Dang. Well, just you right guys. Over. You guys Jordan might have to continue. play in, in playoffs, so this is it's gonna be a saucy easy. match. Easy. It's easy. gonna be a saucy rivalry going it's forward. It's gonna be easy. He's gonna try to hit me with some bubble beam Max Geyser BS with his <laughs> weird sets, and I'm gonna just be like, okay, bro, like do do you? You know, just throw the sun out there and like you know just KO your. I'm asked for Fable like I did this past week, week 10, but you know, wh- whatever, bro. <laughs> That's whatever. funny. No, it's going to be all fun. Right, I'm done. It'll be fun. It, it's done. fun to see the uh, all that goes into these pickups. So um, I think there's there's not much I can say about the uh, the drop, except I'm glad he dropped Wacky because now I can pick the Wacky back up, so I'm cool with that. Um, but let's go ahead and jump to the next uh, and final you know, waiver pickup for the week before we jump into trades really quickly. Um Kid Sid drops Gastrodon for Suicune. So, I actually, I'm kind of cool with this move. You lose the Storm Drain support, and you do have, you know, like, the the T-Tar that could be protected. You have, I think there's actually some other stuff on his team that could be protected by Storm Drain, but T-Tar is the one that comes to mind right now. Um, but then you get Suicune, which can be a tanky Pokemon, which can set up Tailwinds, which are always effective. You know, if you have the option to, to Tailwind, that's pretty sick. And, um... 
I don't know. I like I like the move. I'm actually a huge fan of it. And now that I look at this team, it's actually not like there's that many Pokemon that would be protected by Storm Drain. Um, Titar and Exedrill, Magmortar, I guess. But overall, I think that's a pretty sick pickup for uh, for kids. I agree. Um, for Gastron, I definitely don't think it's worth the asterisk. Just have in general. What yeah. I mean by that is, you look at everything that has an asterisk. I don't think Gastron's one of those things that really needs to be considered a core part of the squad yeah true. like i think it's just there for support so i don't think the asterisk is worth it and i was glad to see steven drop it because with steven i feel like whenever he gets at least from like my when i was going into my with steven i was okay two things i know that steven doesn't have tailwind support and his team in general is just not fast I remember mm-hmm. I was talking to, I think, who was I talking to? I think it was something like that. I was like, bro, like, the team isn't fast in general. Like, the fastest thing on his team is probably, like, was at the time, um, Inteleon. And, but, you know, right. we'll get to that in a in a bit. But I'm like, bro, the fastest thing on your team is, like, Garchomp. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Garchomp's, like, fast, but it's not fast. You know what I mean? Like, because if you look at everyone's team there's at least that one thing where it's like okay you gotta be careful cause that's you might wanna put a scarf on for that you know what I mean just in case but like Mike has Aerodactyl Dan has um Dan doesn't have any of that but you know he has like he but Dan has things like Serena and you know he has Tailwind support with so man I lied Shut up, Dan. Whatever. <laughs> but me, you know, Ian has, has Raichu super fast. Justin has Talon Flame. I got that. Ty has Zeroar. Probably the fastest thing in our meta. But you well, you got my point, right? And it's like, when you, it's really hard because Steven also doesn't have a flying type. So it's hard, so hard to get those those max airstreams going. I'm not sure if anything on his team knows like a good flying type move. But that's also like a thing. So with him picking it up, Tailwind goes a long way. You'd be surprised how far Tailwind could take you. With like, if, if I didn't get Tailwind up against Ian, then that whole strategy that I had would have been just killed right there. Because Zapdos would have would have old code be even if I wasn't Dynamax, right? And then he's like, then it's like, yeah, he can run Trick Room, but it's like the way that we see Steven play is that people just expect to run Taunt when you face him because he runs things like Leech Seed and Toxic and if you don't want to deal with that, you just run Taunt, right? And the only things that can set triple my team are Slow King and Dust Noir and it's like people want to taunt Dust Noir anyway so, so it doesn't like get like a Trick Room off or like the Will-O-Wisp and with, and with um, Slow King Galar, it's like Slow King is like, eh, it's okay but it's like, if it's if it's outsped, it can't take like, you know, um, being attacked like for a double up you know right. yeah. so I think with Steven picking the sweet cool and it's like he dropped something that I don't think really fit him like I guess if he want the protection from the water that's fine but I'm like he had Magnezone he has Ferrothorn to protect from like you know those water types so I think with sweet cool he gets the tailwind and he also gets some more bulk which I do think he really needed because again a lot of his team is super weak to fighting and he's kind of frail with certain Pokemon, the tankiest thing on thing on his team is probably Dustnar, and the Magnezone is probably second. So for him, this was a really good pickup, man. I'm hoping, uh, hoping he does this thing right, bro. 
Yeah, no, I think he, I think he will. And it's not like, you know, he's not picking up a water weakness. So it's, he's losing mm-hmm. the storm drain, but he's, you know, if they want to bring up surf or scald or whatever, he can still switch that in and take it pretty well. So overall, pretty good move. Um, and that is the last of the waiver pickups. Um, Jay, anything else to say before we hop into the three trades from the week, the weekend? No, pretty much it. You know, I don't think everyone, I don't think anyone's team got worse. I think the only questionable thing that was dropped is probably the, the Merlewack for the Slokin Johto. But even then, it's just like, we can, we can say, like, things about moves, but it's like, if you pick up Ws, then it's like, going you, you know what I mean? Can't right. really, like, knock you for that. Absolutely. So, again, we may, not, we may of course, be a bit confused, but Brendan probably has a plan. So, again, not recorded, but we will see um, the, his final match against Ian, I believe, in two weeks. So that's, uh, well, next week, actually, so that should be an interesting one, depending on whether or not something happens this week, you know, that'll still be... Because if, if Ian loses this week and then he, Brendan wins, that could potentially be a matchup for, like, that final, you know, playing spot. Right, that'd be sick, actually. That's a really good point. That'd be nuts. Yeah, man, that'd be crazy. That would ab- absolutely be nuts. So if that happens, that'd be something to keep an eye on for sure. Um, and if that does happen, Marowak is not a good matchup for that particular battle. So maybe it's... Uh, Maybe this is the, the long game that Brendan's playing. So, <laughs> Exactly. Um, but yeah, so fun stuff there. Let's go ahead and jump into the three trades really quickly before we go into the Week 11 matchups. So Ian actually traded Hippowdon to Erise for Rotom Wash. And am I noting that correctly, or did Ian get Hippowdon? No, Ian traded Hippowdon to a Reese, and then Reese gave him Rotom Wash. Okay, so I, I think I, I wrote it down correctly then. I just mm-hmm. didn't remember Ian having Hippowdon. Okay, so yeah, Ian trades Hippowdon, picks up, but I do remember him over the weekend getting the Rotom Wash, which is, again, kind of influenced my pickup too, so um, yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. So fair, fair trade. Um, Rotom Wash is disgusting, but... Um, Hippowdon's a pretty tanky Pokemon as well. Can set up the sand. Looks like he could... Crookedile could take advantage of that. It looks like Regirock may be able to take advantage of that. So maybe that's the you know the motivation there. So Okay, okay, trade. I think Ian gets the, the Rotom Wash, which is really nasty. It's a really good Pokemon, though. So I don't know. I yeah. like it for both teams. To be honest, not again, not the biggest fan um, for a reason. So I don't because I just feel like, I don't know. Don't think Power is really what he needs. I'm sure he has a plan for it. Um, for Ian, I think it's an awesome trade. Um, another water type to add to that rain core. Um, mm-hmm. Hydro pumps hurt, you know what I mean? Rain boosted, so that's pretty nasty. He also gets access to, you know, trick and like, Will-O-Wiz, things like that, if he wants to be, like, really cheesy and, like, annoying. But Rotom Wash is the best one out of all the Rotom forms. Uh, the mm-hmm. water looking typing only has that one weakness to grass because of, you know, Levitate, so I don't have that ground weakness. So it's super clutch. Um, and Ian has the flying types to deal with, you know, things like that. And a lot of his team does get Ice Beam. Right. Those grass types, so for him, I thought that was a really can trade for him. Um, for a reason, I said it still has to be seen, but probably has a plan. 
So, again, really good for Ian. Not bad for Reese, but I kind of want to see him get a bit more for Roman Moss. Right. I think that's fair. That's a fair assessment. Next up, we got Dan trading Duradong to Simon for Blastoise. Um, interesting move. Um, yeah, because uh, I think Simon just got Blastoise last week, if I'm not mistaken. Who is it? Um, I think no, you're right. So it was two recent. weeks ago. Okay. Yeah, so it was two weeks ago. Um, but did he bring it at all? I didn't see. I don't remember seeing like a team preview, but I don't remember seeing like. Last week in general, so maybe just you know again once maybe just wants to pick something up to try to mess up Jay Way's chances at playoffs, and he felt like Duraludon was the thing to do. It. And for Dan, uh, not really sure why Dan Dan won Blastoise, but probably for you know some potential shell smash shenanigans. And you know Blastoise is cool. It's, Decent bulk for those who know. Uh, I picked Squirtle as my Gen 1 starter, so Blastoise will always have a special place in my heart. But <laughs> um, I did like the route on for dancing a bit more, but um, he didn't really have anything for the fire types except for like Marowak, and Marowak's kind of reliant on Trick Room, so I guess that's kind of something that he was looking at. He had Primarina too, but I'm like, I guess maybe he wanted something extra. Marina isn't the fastest. Same with Merwak, um, you know. So, pretty, pretty good, I guess. So <laughs> they have the tank because I really like Duraludon. Um, that was probably like one of my favorite Gen Eight or one. But again, maybe Dan probably has a plan, and you know, Dan's been putting the W's late, so probably a good uh, good move on his part. And for Simon, again, you just want to try different things, try to mess up people's swap chances, and it's always good to get some info on things you feel comfortable with. So by next season, you're like, okay, that's my boy right there, you know? Right. You start to like a Pokemon now, and next season you know that these two Pokemon go well together. You can, like, start off drafting them if that's at all possible. And just kind of, you're laying the groundwork now for uh, for successful seasons in the future. So get as much experience with different Pokemon as you can, but... Like, this trade, Blastoise, like, in our meta, Blastoise is kind of, like, looked at as the Shell Smash. It's, like, one of the three or four Pokemon that can use it effectively. So when you see it, you kind of expect that. Now, granted, I think it's G-Max Cannonade. Those moves are really nasty. So you do have that option. Even if you don't get the G-Max, like the, um, excuse me, the Shell Smash off, you can still hit relatively hard I guess it's not going to be you know I think it's base 85 special attack so it's not spectacular but they could do enough you know and then you are setting up the residual right. damage so that's that's pretty sick too whereas Duraludon is a Pokemon that you can kind of do some big damage right off the rip so mm-hmm. it's kind of they're both really good or I guess they're both good I wouldn't say they're like really good but they're they're good Pokemon so this is one of those trades where it's like hey I'll trade you a good Pokemon for your good Pokemon what do you think and it happens so that's kind of how I think about mm-hmm. this one but yeah. I feel that, feel that. I think we're in that same boat. I think you put that very nicely, Jordan. Good job. No, for sure. Um, all right, so the last trade, the last transaction of the weekend is Zach trading Electivire to Kid Sid for Inteleon. And when I see this, I selfishly wanted Inteleon, but at the same time, I didn't need Inteleon. I just think Inteleon's pretty cool. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. But um, this is another one where it's like, yo, I'll trade you a good Pokemon for a good Pokemon. And that's exactly what it was. Because Electivire, it's the you know unexpected follow me user of the PLC. It's the epitome of you know, last generation moves on current generation, uh, generation hardware. <laughs> and, um, mm-hmm. Inteleon's fast. Inteleon's cool. It was my starter for Gen 8, so I think that's, uh, why I kind of selfishly wanted it for myself. But, um, and I was kind of hurt that Steven didn't trade it to me when I requested it a few weeks ago. <laughs> but, um, no, I don't, I don't know. I like the, the trade's cool. I'm, I'm cool with it. I feel you. Um, everyone's wanted to tell one at some point. Um, I want to tell you on. Everyone wants to tell you on. Like, we all want it. Like, the thing is, the thing is super sauce. Yeah, I mean, um, as you said, Electivar, the unexpected following user, now paired up with its kind of cousin. I always think of, like, you know, the, um, like, the Elecid, the Magby, and, like, the Smoochum lines. Oh, right. Them as, like, you know, cousins. Right, Because right. they're always next to each other in the Pokedex. And, you know, they're always, like, the opposite versions. Like, if you have Pokemon Diamond, you may have, you know, Elecid. For example, Pokemon Pearl, you get, like, Magby, right? So, mm-hmm. that's pretty cool. You know, that kind of has, like, both of them, like, all grown up. And Magmortar also gets to follow me. <laughs> which I don't know oh, wow. if uh, Stephen was aware of, That's but Magmortar also fell into that category because you know again they're like cousins, so Magmortar does get uh, follow me. So now it's like you could be real cheesy, and I think uh, Stephen would benefit a lot from from that like little bit of just just redirection. Maybe if he gets like that one extra turn to get that final kill, or that one extra turn to like get you know that setup. I think for him, that would be super clutch because he doesn't play an aggressive play style, at least from my point of view. When people ask me about Steven, I'm just like, bro, like, just go, go at him. Like, you know what I mean? Because, like, I feel, no, seriously, go. people are like, yo, Joe, like, you know, it's like, bro, just max first turn. It was like, what's the worst, like, he can, he can do? Yeah, at least you know, you know turn. Mean? Yeah, it's like, yeah, that's, that's not funny. like a, it's not a bad thing. It's like, like, you know, sometimes, like, you just, you just gotta, like, go Go for the play sometimes. Just F, F it. Because with Dynamax, you also get more bulk, which to me is, has always been like my issue with Dynamax. That's like, all right, they get bigger, but like, then you have to double their HP. Right. So moves that normally would KO don't KO anymore. I mean, moves that would do 50%, all of a sudden do 25, you know? So that's always been super key. And now, you know, add that little bit of redirection for like the fire. He also has that protection. If he wants to, like, run, like, motor drive, well, I think Electivar only gets motor drive, if I'm not mistaken. But, you know, he could run some cheesy things with that. You know, maybe a Thunder Punch at much end into the motor drive with, like, the fire out. No, I'm just Or you could go, like, Magnus on Discharge, things like that. But yeah, we'll I, think that's, I think that's definitely something that Steven, I think he's run it in the past. You know, I think he had a clean clang at one point. I could be mistaken in the Pokemon, but I think we've definitely seen some motor drive discharge type stuff. Um, so yeah, we'll we'll see if that you know comes to play or comes into play in these last couple weeks. But I could definitely see that being a thing for sure. Right, and Steven, if if you think that we just blew up your spot, it's pretty obvious, bro. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I promise you, it's pretty obvious. But right, again, right. I, I want to see Steven be, be more aggressive, and I think Electivire hits super hard. So maybe he just says F it. Next is Electivire. Next is the field, man. You know? 
go for it. You can get that free speed boost or max knuckle on there. All of a sudden, you're at like plus plus one speed, plus one attack. You know, just right. Think about it. And Electivire does get a lot of moves. Like it's got a lot of type coverage. Um, I think it's got like the elemental punches. It has a few other moves that you wouldn't expect. So just know that when you see you know this electric type Pokemon, it could hit you with an ice type move, hit you with a fire type move, um, et cetera, et cetera. So yeah, just keep right. keep in mind. Just something to keep in mind. Yeah, and yeah, and just to touch because I totally forgot that Zach was including this trailer. But you know, Zach and Teleon, he had until all season. Uh, we just mentioned them when we were talking about, you know, like Simon, how certain people are comfortable with specific Pokemon because they just know how they play. So Zach got Pokemon he's super comfortable with. You know, weakness policy, Aquaja, you know, those type of, you know, cheese. If he wants to dive into that, maybe open the fridge, you know, pick out a little something, something, you know, spread it on the bread, you know, put it in the <laughs> oven. You know, some grilled cheese, you know. I see you, Zach. You not low, but good move. No, we'll see. Now I got a I got a plan for Inteleon this week, so that'll be fun. I don't have a uh, a Bolton on my team to to deal with it, so I'll try to manage. <laughs> oh, oh, damn, bro! You forgot <laughs> to pick up the Inteleon killer right there. Right, right. I just I dropped the ball. I don't know what I was thinking, but uh, no, we'll see how it goes. It'll be a, a fun match, I'm sure. But yeah, that is the transactions from the previous weekend from you know transfer weekend 10.5 uh from this past weekend and fun stuff jay anything else about the transfer window before we move on to this week's matches uh no just that i'm kind of glad that things got picked back up you know what i mean mm-hmm. like we we're kind of dry for two weeks i remember you know commented on the on the ad drop photo he was just like bro like i got it going i was like kind of dead yes yeah, because once the... that once that door led that the wacky, for some reason I can't say the wacky, but like the wacky. Once the wacky drop came in, right, the floodgates kind of opened. Mm-hmm. Everyone started picking stuff up, and I was like, damn, where'd all this come from? Yeah, no, I, I Yeah, so that, so that was pretty cool to see. Everything started popping off. It was fun. It was a good weekend. Um, But all right, so Jay, here we go. Two more weeks to go, and let's try to finish up these week 11 picks really quickly, and we'll just jump right in to the first match. All so, right. So just start this one. Yes. I'll go ahead and, and kick us off, I guess. Um, all right, so Kid Sid, who's number three in the Crown Conference, is going up against Phil, who is number three in the Armor Conference, both with a record of six and four. And Phil made me a believer last week because he brought his A game. I think Phil comes out on top by two. I'm going to also jump on that. Do I cannot see? Because I really want to catch up to you. <laughs> and so I'm like, do I just go opposite? Because, like, I, that's I a, bet. That's a bold Remember strategy. For Steven, he usually, like, makes it work for me. So, Steven, I appreciate that. <laughs> Man. But I, I, I have to go with Phil as well. I'm with Phil by three. All right, I've got you down. Next up, we got myself, numero uno for now at least, in the armor conference, going against Ty, who is number six, I believe. Jordan goes a long uh, yep, top, yep. top mode, not with your standings. Mm-hmm. No, that's right. Ty, number six, crown conference. Um, go for myself by, I'll say three. Three's always been a decent number. 
feel good. No stacking W's. I did think uh, in terms of matchups, I did think I matched up pretty well against Ty. I already have a plan um, for the match. The match is a little earlier than the week. It's on Wednesday. Usually I don't start until Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> earlier start, earlier prep. So I got I got my six arrays. I've seen you know take them to the you know to the home girl in the out of armor, clear the EVs on stuff. You know some turnies. I'm go myself by three. I have got you down. I'm actually looking at you guys' teams because they're right next to each other. You guys made it easy for me. I know. I appreciate it. But I'm going to go with, I will go with you by one. I think this is going to be close, but I think you hold on to your number one spot. I think Ty takes a minor setback this week, and I'm going to go with you. I think it will be close, though. I'm going to go with you by one. I agree. This match is supposed to be real close. And hopefully we'll actually, you know, get to see Ty's team in action too. So something we haven't seen yeah, man, a lot gonna this re- season. I'm yeah. gonna record it, bro. I feel like I haven't seen uh, Ty like at all. No, seriously. Right, right. No, it, it's been, you know, I don't know why they took away the verse seeker. That was stupid, or the verse recorder, whatever mm-hmm. it was. Just a dumb decision on Game Freak's part, but it is what it is. All right, so Reese at six and four, number two in the Crown Conference versus Ian. Also at six and four, number four in the Crown mm-hmm. Conference. Oh my gosh, or in the Armor Conference. This one's gonna be. This one's gonna be tough because Arise is like Arise is solid. You know what I mean? And Ian uh-huh. is solid as well. Ian's team is still pretty sick. So Arise has had a rough couple of weeks. Um, Ian, you know, he just came off the loss against you last week. Um, I'm gonna go. With, I'm. I think Ian's gonna come out on top, though. I really do. I think uh-huh. Arise is gonna struggle just a little bit longer. Um, so I'm actually gonna go with Ian by. I'm gonna go with Ian by two. Okay, I'm gonna go with Arise by two because Ian pissed me the f off with that surfetch <laughs> pickup. And also, the reason I really want to see Ian against Brendan for a playoff spot. So Ian, I'm sorry. You know, I love you, but I really want to see Ian against Brendan. If Ian were to lose this match and then face Brendan for, like, that final spot, tell me that wouldn't wouldn't be the the sickest thing. If Brendan were were to be Justin, that would be so sick. There's so much to the excitement, to the hype, the anticipation. So, Ian, I'm I'm picking against you only because I I really want to see a, a decent last chance match with you and Brendan because again Arise has you know been on the Tony Romo vibe you know <laughs> champ you know don't love you but bang you disappointed me bro kind of like how Romo has been dis- disappointed Cowboy fans for what almost a decade I want to say yeah probably, yeah, probably um, a little longer yeah <laughs> so Arise don't Arise don't let me down Arise I swear to God Arise you let me down here bro <laughs> Yeah, uh, so wait. I actually, so I've got you down for a Reese by two, and I've I picked Ian mm-hmm. by two, and I do think Ian will come out on top just because you know Reese is struggling for a little bit. Ian's team is pretty solid, but I actually do want to see this Ian versus Brendan match too. That'd be disgusting. Me too. That'd be fun. That I, I actually mm-hmm. am pulling for that. So I mean, we'll see how it turns out if that's gonna be possible. But that would be hype. So that'd be pretty fun to watch. Yeah, bro. 
Next up, we have Mike, number five in the Crown Conference, going against Dan, who I believe is also number five in the Armor Conference. Mm-hmm. So we got a 5v5 matchup. <sighs> Mike's been struggling, man. Um, I'm going to get the teams one more time. I think they're right next to each other as well. Yeah, I think they're close. No, yep. Mike? Yep. Oh, yeah. So, it's tough, man. I see I see the asterisk messed up, and I gotta give it to Dan, if I'm completely honest. But Mike has some hitters, man. I don't know. This is a bit of a toss up. But I'm gonna go with Dan by two. Gotcha. I feel like I've, I've always picked against Dan, and Dan's proven wrong. So, like, Mike, he, he has a lot going on, as Jordan said earlier. No Pokemon sometimes takes a backseat. It has to, because it's just Pokemon at the end of the day. So he's kind of busy with things. So I still think Mike will put up a good fight. But I do think Dan's going to take it. I feel like he's a bit more locked in. Yeah, I feel the same way. I feel like even, even looking at the Asterisk Pokemon, like you mentioned, like Celesteela is a pretty good matchup into Mike's team. Um, now, granted, he's got some. some Pokemon, they can counter it pretty well, but I think that's, the asterisk kind of leans in Dan's favor, and then Mike's going through, you know, just a, a tough time with a lot of stuff going on, so uh, I, I do think that Dan will come out on top. I've got you down for Dan by two. I'm going to go with Dan by three. I think he'll win by just a little bit wider of a margin, and um, mm-hmm. I'm going Dan by three. I respect that. I respect it. All right, so the next match is... Zach at nine and one, number one, number one seed locked in, ready to go, uh, versus me. So I'm number two in the Armor Conference with a record of six and four, and I have a plan for Zach, and he oh. is going to be shocked when it busts off. So um, I'm gonna go with myself by one because if this goes how it can. You know, there's always the potential that things go well. There's also potential that things go poorly. Um, but if it goes well, then um, then I can see myself winning by one. So I'm going to go with myself, keep that confidence in myself alive, and go with me by one. All right, I'm going to pick against you because I need the wins. I'm sorry. That might, that might actually be might be smart this and, week. So. <laughs> and, and you disappointed me last week. You know, if, if a Reese's Tony Romo... You are Jay Cutler because whenever I pick for you, you you always lose. You Wait, got, both of you isn't got Jay Cutler? Some color. Yeah, Jay Cutler Whoever. isn't Jay Cutler racist? <laughs> Jay Cutler is um. Is I, Jay Cutler racist? I don't think I don't think he's racist. I think he no, I don't think he's racist. I don't want to get political. I don't think he's racist. But um, no, that's just that was. I just, just I just I just want to write um a disclaimer. Jay Cutler, if, <laughs> if you're listening, we do not think you're <laughs> The man with the million-dollar arm. Yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> that man has stolen millions from the Chicago Bears and the Miami Dolphins. He should be put in jail. Right. Hey, didn't he come out of retirement, though, to play for Miami? That's hilarious. Yeah, he was asked. You know, whatever. <laughs> that's too funny. No, that's hilarious, though. Jay Cutler. Did he? Wait, didn't he go to... Who was the quarterback for them when they went to the Super Bowl? That was oh, um, Rex oh. Grossman, actually. Never mind. Okay. When the Bears went to the yeah, Super like, Bowl. Yeah, that was, that was way before my time. You know what I mean? <laughs> that was actually like 2000 and f- 
five, six maybe, something like that. I don't know. I just remember the Bears went and uh, Rex Grossman, funny last name, hilarious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, Zach by three. Next up, we I got, got Brian, number eight in the Crown Conference. I'm doing this thing where it's like I'm trying to remember everyone's fault. It's, it's, you know, like a matching game. So, got Brian, job, number though. eight yeah. in the Crown Conference. Thank you, Ramon. We got Stephen B, number seven, in the Armour Conference. Um, I do think Brian's team is just better overall, so I'm going to go with Brian by four. I have got you down, Brian by four. I'm going to go with... Brian always just kind of gets us. I think I picked against Brian last week. Did I? I'm fairly huh? certain I did. Um, yeah, I picked Jay Wade. So Brian always sneaks sneaks in and just kind of takes the dub. I'm going to go, you know, just to keep things interesting, just to give you the opportunity to catch up if it's going to happen, I'm going to say Stephen B. I'm going to go with Stephen B because Stephen B does play, you know, fairly decent. He did make finals last year. Um, and I feel like he's going to, I feel like he'll come out on top here. Um, I feel like I'm going to go with Stephen B by two. Okay, okay, I like it. The faith, I respect it. That'll make things interesting too, um, even though Stephen B just kind of, I did offer a trade this week, and it didn't go anywhere, so I am kind of hurt about that, SB, but it's all good. Um, all right, so the second-to-last match of the week is Jay Wade, number four in the Crown Conference at 6-4, and four, versus Simon, still looking for his first win. He's in the last-place spot in our conference at 0-10, and, and I don't think Jay Wade's losing this one. Jay Wade is, you know, in a position where he really can't lose, and I feel like he's going to come out on top here. I think he's going to come out on top by four. I like it, I like it. I'm going to go with Jay Wade. Do things in win, but Simon's been playing a little bit better of late, so I think he's going to be able to make it close. I feel like he's been losing much to a lot, so I'm like, might as well try to fish out the perfect call. But I still think that Jay Wade takes it. No, that's fair, though. That's actually a good, <laughs> that's a good point. That's a smart way to do it. Thank you, thank you. Finally, to wrap up week 11, the the penultimate week before the grand finale, we got Justin, number seven, I want to say, mm-hmm. in the Crown Conference, going against Brendan, number six, in the Armor Conference. Um, this is a little bit hard, because I'm like, Justin made this hard because I no one expected to be released this past week. So I'm just like, look at these teams, look at these teams. Are they like winners because they're not winning? I think they actually uh, are. Oh, they're like fairly, yeah. fairly close. They're not close, not far. Mm-hmm. This might be closer than I think, bro. You know what? I'm hop on the Justin train. I was gonna pick <laughs> Brendan, but I'm gonna go with Justin by two. I think I think Justin's gonna surprise us all. One thing about Justin is that he may be low key, but Justin always hides his items because he's he's always flying. I don't know if you ever noticed that when yeah. he uploads scene preview, he always hides his items. Very good he's, point. Mm-hmm. He's flying. He likes to switch things up. I respect it. It's gonna be interesting to see what what he does against Brendan. I think that Articuno that thing could put a lot of hair on Brendan's. I don't want to see it pop off. 
Yeah, I mean, that's... Good matchup. I'm actually looking to that. This will be good because the the Sun matchup is actually... Well, he's got Gigalus, so he does have a, you know, a weather to answer that. So I'm going to go with... I know I picked against... Um, I picked Ian earlier, which is, like, actively against Justin, the you know, the Ian versus Justin uh, Week 12 matchup. But I'm going to go with... Or Ian versus Brendan, excuse me. But I'm going to go with mm-hmm. Brendan in this one. Um, just because I know that Brendan does put a lot of time into his preparation. And he speaks with a lot of different people. And Justin, not so much. But he is... Like, he, he's very sneaky with his... Not sneaky in a negative way. But he is, like, not putting his strategies out there. And... um, But he does... He brings it. And he beat Arise last week. So that's actually really impressive. But, um... I'm just, I'm gonna go with Brendan just for the sake of keeping things interesting in our conference. I feel like uh, mm. Brendan will come out on top on this or in this match by two. I'm gonna go with Brendan by two. Brendan by two. I like it. I like. I think we were obviously on a fair amount. Hopefully, you know, all your predictions are wrong except for <laughs> you know me against Todd. Besides that, hope you're okay. Hope you are. Okay, but yeah, this, should def- this is probably going to be the craziest week. Because again, if any one of us top five from our conference win, we're in, at that point it's just, you know, a seeding thing. Right, finding out where gonna we're going to play. Well. Exactly, who you're going to face, where you're going to play, exactly. No, I'm super hyped to see right. everything kind of shaping up. Um, mm-hmm. And... There's, there's just so much action going on across both conferences that a win here or a loss there could be, like, huge for the winner and extremely detrimental for the loser. So super interesting time in the PLC Season 6, and I'm hyped to, to finally be here. This is always a fun time of year for me. I love it. Same, bro, same. Yeah, so that's, that's what's at stake in the Armour Conference, the Crown Conference. Again, one out of the five spots has been filled. There's still four spots wide open, but then again, no one's eliminated yet. Um, for Brian, it's right now. It's he has to win. He's going home. Same with Justin. He has to win, or he's going home for the season. Ty, I'm sorry, my guy. I'm gonna do my best to try to slow you down. Maybe <laughs> after the end of this week, you're still in the running. But I gotta do what I gotta do. You know what I mean? And then with Wade, I don't think he's going to lose to Simon. I feel like Wade's on a roll, and he really importance of winning this week. Um, I hope Mike finds a way to rebound, you know. But again, outside world, things like that happens. Um, Steven, hopefully he bounces back, even though I know I picked against him. Um, Steven, I do hope he bounces back. Reese also, I know I've been calling you Tony Romo for the past um, hour, but I need you to be Peyton Manning. You know, Reese is always, uh, is it, you know, it's cool because there's a certain thing where it's like you be a Reese and then become champion. It's kind of like a sense of, you know, yeah, you know, like Steven B beat him, he didn't become champion. And when Zach won season three, you know, obviously we had the whole fiasco but you know <laughs> the season three so I guess, fiasco yeah yeah you know so i guess but yeah man it's interesting to see because i guess the guy i don't want to say the crown hasn't been taken but you know the crown has been taken but it's like who doesn't want to be the first person to be you know a recent finals you know what i mean 
Right, right. No, that'd be that'd be literally like the David and Goliath matchup. Three time champion mm-hmm. versus anybody, really. So I don't know. This is fun. It it's all coming down to the last couple weeks. You know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, there are 16 people competing right now. Um, mm-hmm. And only one of us is going to be the champion at the end of everything. So it's it's super fun to see, you know, who gets into playoffs. There's going to be 10 people at that point. And then of those 10, who walk away uh, as the number one player in the uh, in season six. It's super fun. I'm super hyped for, for the position we're in. And I'm really glad that, you know, we've... We got 16 people that are still bought in, you know. We started this year, starting, you know, season six. We had a lot of new people. We had a lot of people that have been here before, and, you know, here we are, all still chugging along 12 weeks later, or 11 weeks, I guess, but 11 weeks later. So super fun, super fun, super fun time. But I guess, uh, yeah, I guess that's it for uh, for week 11. I guess we can sign off, and we will see everyone throughout the week and chat and we will see everyone on stream Sunday evening uh, and it's going to be a lit one it's going to be live so we will see you guys then peace yes sir